Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. chapter beginning at verse 5. Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law that the person who does the commandments shall live. By the righteousness based on faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend, descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how are they to call on him for whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing the word through the word of Christ. This is where the Lord gives rise to God. According to St. Matthew, the 14th chapter, glory to you, O Lord. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. After he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O oh, you of little faith, why do you doubt? And, and when he got, and when they got in, into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
God's grace and mercy and peace be yours this day in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text for the message today comes from our gospel reading. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, although we have been faithless, you remain faithful. Help us to fix our eyes upon you, and when fear seems to fill our lives, reach out your saving hand. Strengthen our faith, rescue us from the depths of sin and death. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. In the reading today, we heard this from St. Matthew, and in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost cried out in fear. Immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter answered, Peter answered, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, and he cried out, Lord, save me. And then Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of our text. It was back in 1975, a guy by the name of Richard Hart conducted a study on where children felt safe to play. He focused on 86 children between the ages of three and 12 years old, a little town, small town in Vermont. He followed them throughout the day, uh, documenting everywhere the children went by themselves. Okay, he then took all that information and made a, a physical map and measured the distances that each child was allowed to go by themselves and what the average was for every age group. But what he discovered was that these kids had remarkable freedom, uh, even for four or five-year-olds. They traveled unsupervised throughout their neighborhoods, uh, and by the time they were 10, a lot of the kids had to run of the whole town. But the kids' parents weren't worried either. But then in 2014, he went back to the same town to document the children of the children that he originally tracked in the 70s. And he asked this new generation of kids to show him where they played alone. And what he found floored him. He said they just didn't have very far to take me. Basically, they just walked around their property. Uh, in other words, this huge circle of freedom on the maps had grown very, very, very tiny. He added, there's no free-range outdoors. Even when kids are older, the parents now say, I need to know where you are all the time. Uh, but what's odd about this, that at that time, in 2014, that, that town was not any more dangerous than it was before. Uh, there, there was literally no more crime then than there was back in, uh, in, in, in 1975, in 2014. So why has this invisible leash between parent and child tightened so much. It's clear from the interview that the reason is fear. The conclusion of the study, he noted, fear of the world outside our door narrows the circle of our lives. Fear. Have any of you heard of Nick Wojcic? Have you ever heard his name? Maybe you've seen a video of him. Uh, it's an incredible story. He came into this world without arms or legs. He told of the shock and grief of his parents, uh, of his parents when he was born in 1982. It's clear no one really knew how to react to 
a baby born without any limbs. Uh, 60 Minutes Australia did an interview, and you're able to see how he deals with life, having no arms and legs. Uh, you couldn't help but be amazed that he's able, all the things that he's able to achieve in spite of that disability. He tells of how he was tormented at school, who actually became suicidal about it. In spite of all this, he became the school captain, got a double major in the university, uh, and set himself up with a great job. Spoke to school, speaks to school children and church gatherings, and huge crowds of people around the world, teenagers, just especially respond positively to his words of encouragement and hope. People can't help but be amazed at someone so positive, right? Uh, and so happy and with such high hopes for a future, including getting married and having children. All this even though he has no arms or legs. And uh, as of this time, uh, he is now four years old, married, and has four kids. Now it'd be easy for him to go and hide away because of the incredible disadvantage that he'd been dealt with. There is really no medical explanation about why this should have happened to him. And yet he has made it his life's goal to encourage those that are struggling with life's difficult, difficulties and tragedies. He isn't afraid to let his Christian faith show through. In fact, he saw the disability as an opportunity for God to work through him uh, to be an encourager of those who in, in some way feel that life has treated them poorly. Interesting point in the interview, the interviewer asked Nick the question, do you pray for arms and legs? And this was his answer. He said, every now and then I do pray for arms and legs. I mean, I know, I, I do have faith that God right now in front of us can come down uh, and bang, I have arms and legs. But the joy, but the joy of having no limbs and being able to be used in such a unique way and powerful way for people, you can't give me any amount of money to even consider taking a magic pill to have arms and legs right now. In the interview, there's a clip of him speaking to the crowd uh, and he says, I'm here to tell you that no matter where you are, no matter where you, what you're going through, that God knows it, that he is with you and he is going to pull you through. I think what's amazing about his uh, uh, his trust in God, uh, and, and I'm sure he, he wouldn't mind being like everybody else, but he believes God is using him to help others, and he's going to give God glory. Without a doubt, exceptional person. Problems, our problems in life might be minuscule compared to his, but somehow we find it hard to get above our feelings of self-pity and frustration let alone see our problems as maybe an opportunity for God uh, to work in us and through us. We're simply overwhelmed. We're overcome uh, with those difficulties to the point that we feel like we're drowning. Uh, and when that happens, that trust in God's goodness seems to vanish away. The Gospel reading today is one of those events in Jesus' life that's well known to us. I believe it's something that a lot of us can relate to because it's about someone who is very confident in his faith in Jesus, and yet he finds himself sinking beneath the churning and life-threatening waves. On one hand, he is so bold uh, and willing to take those risks. On the other hand, uh, he is fearful and he's full of doubt. 
He shows us what it means to swing back and forth from, from faith to fear in a matter of minutes, something that I think all of us can relate to. In the reading, Peter and the disciples were caught in a storm on Lake Galilee. Those of their lives were in danger. No matter how hard they rowed, no matter how much they bailed the water out of the boat, they were convinced that they were doomed. Suddenly, they see this figure walking to them across the water. They think it's a ghost. Jesus calls to them above that howling wind, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Even though the storm is raging, Peter called out to Jesus, asking if he can walk on the water to where Jesus is. Now, of all the times I've read that account, I'm looking at it again going, that's a pretty strange request, don't you think? I mean, if, if I were in the boat in the midst of the storm and the boat is sinking, I would have cried out, Jesus, help us stop the storm, right? I mean, if you don't do something right now, Jesus, the, the number of your disciples is going to be reduced to zero, right? Uh, you need to do something. Save us. We don't hear anything like that. Instead, Peter, who's filled with such confidence upon seeing Jesus, that he feels that he can walk on water. It's easy to imagine the scene. Peter sort of whips his legs out over the side of the boat and, and places his feet on that surface of the water, the water, the, the waves that are crashing on the side of the boat, and the wind uh, whipping through his hair and his clothes, and, and takes a deep breath and stands up on that water. In spite of the life-threatening waves, the wind and the deep water beneath him, he is walking on water to Jesus. He heads to where Jesus is, but the confident look on Peter's face turns to one of fear because he starts looking at that churning water around him and he starts to get scared. His feet starts to stink and sink into the murky deep water below and starts going, uh, going down like a rock. Now he knows Jesus is not far away and when everything seems to be going wrong with that, that little faith that he has left, he says, Lord, save me. Again, the words of Nick Wojcic. I'm here to tell you that no matter where you are, no matter where you're going through, that God knows it, that he is with you. He's going to pull you through. Jesus knew his disciples were in trouble on the lake, and as the storm threatened to overwhelm their little boat, so he walks across the water to make sure that they know that he is not far away and that his help is there when they need it the most. His presence gives them a confidence. His presence gives them a, a certainty that, that Jesus is not going to let anything happen to them. And then we see Peter with arms and legs thrashing around as he's trying to keep himself afloat, and immediately Jesus is there, right? And he reaches out and grabs him when, when the water's about to overwhelm him. No matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, God knows he is there with you, and he will pull you through. You know, when we look at this account in Scripture, it's really about us, isn't it? I mean, we know Jesus. We know his promise to be with us always. We know his very real presence at every moment of every day. We trust in Jesus and his powerful love for us, and yet in, in spite of knowing all those things, when we hit stormy weather, 
When the wind and the waves threaten to overwhelm us, we find ourselves floundering. It seems like our faith and confidence evaporated and we're overcome with hopelessness. It's in these moments when we start to sink uh, we, we think that no one can help us, right? I mean, your pastors can't help us, doctors can't help us, family members can't help us, friends can't help us. I mean, they can sympathize, right? But they cannot really change what's happening in our lives. Think of uh, Nick. He, no one can tell him why he was born without limbs. Bright, intelligent guy, obviously very likable, had a sense of humor and ability to communicate with other people. Admits that there were times in that journey where of his life that he wanted to end it all. As hard as he tried to fit in, he'd always be different. There's no way that he could change. He'd always be the person with no limbs, and there'd always be those who would regard him as a freak, right? I'm sure he asked, why me? Why can't I be like everyone else? And I think he would say the same thing. There are lots of times in our lives when we live in the storms of, of, of worry and upset. When these death-defying, death-dealing waves and the white caps rush over us, the winds of worry distract us completely. We struggle and try to overcome our circumstances, and in the end, there is only one person who can give us the calmness and peace that we need in the midst of the storm. In the storm on the lake, the disciples were at peace and filled with a confidence, even though the storm was raging. Jesus had walked across the water to be with them and help them in their troubles, and it, it, might, uh, it might happen, as in the case of Nick, that our situation doesn't change for the better, but, but all is well, isn't it? Because Jesus is there in the midst of the storm with us and will help us through. A bit like Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. There are also those times when our faith, as strong as it might be, gives way to fear. We can think of nothing else that seems to take up everything and uh, the trouble that we're facing. We are distracted even from looking to the one who, who has called us to look to him and follow him and trust him in the middle of the storms. Worries, fears that fill our minds and souls. It makes us forget about the one who is really in charge. Right? The one who can help us in our deepest need. Even when it seems that our faith is at its weakest, the troubles are at their greatest, Jesus reaches out like he did to Peter and then grabs a hold of us and helps us rise above the storm. I mean, hey, the water's still churning, right? The storm's still blowing, but we're safe in the arms of the one who has that deepest love for us. We're reassured again and again, take heart. The translation say, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Isn't it amazing that in the midst of the waters, uh, in the midst of water and chaos, God does miraculous things, doesn't he? In water, he makes you and me his own, uh, his own children, holy baptism, marking us, claiming us as a part of his family. In the midst of the chaos of our world, God invites us. And uh, in, in the midst of the stuff in our lives, God invites you here, right? To gather with brothers and sisters in Christ, 
to worship him, to hear his word of life, to, to, to hear the blessed words of forgiveness and peace and grace, to be blessed with refreshment and forgiveness at his table of blessing, to be assured that he is with you always until the very end of the age. Sometimes it seems that we want to come to faith, come face to face with Jesus, and so we go away to some quiet, out-of-the-way place, far removed from the storms of life, to seek some quiet time, quiet place to gather our thoughts and pray and feel close, uh, feel Jesus close to us. I mean, it's good to do those kind of things. I've done that kind of thing before, uh, but but that's not the only place where we can meet Jesus face to face. Sometimes we meet Jesus right in the middle of the storm or when we have gone down three times and wonder if we're going to survive the fourth. Martin Luther King Jr. said this, the faith, this faith transforms the whirlwind of despair into a warm and reviving breeze of hope. The word of a motto which generation ago were commonly found on the wall in the homes of a devout person need to be etched in our own hearts. This is it. Fear knocks at the door. Faith answered. There was no one there. Let me say that again. Fear knocked at the door. Faith answered. There was no one there. Like Peter and like Nick, Jesus will find you and me and rescue us when all of our strength has been exhausted. He'll grab a hold of us and raise us up with a faith and purpose like we've never had before. Then, too, we will join with the disciples that day in the boat and worship Jesus, declaring Jesus is truly the Son of God and our Savior. No matter where you go, no matter what you're going through, God knows it, and he is with you, and he will pull you through. That certain promise of God changes our fear to faith. And may you be blessed with that sure and certain faith in our Savior today. Amen. Please sing. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.